0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I want to work through a concept that um, I think is foundational. I think it's one of those concepts that if you get this, then you probably can be successful in life. If you don't get this concept you probably won't be successful in life. Now, the problem with that statement is that success is relative, and what gets in the way of a great life is a good life, and what gets in the way of a good life is an okay life. And Many of you are sitting out there right now, you don't even know that you're living a life of quiet desperation. You don't realize that you're humping the wheel every day, uh, getting up, running around the little wheel like a little little mouse, and driving you work and doing the same thing every day, day in, day out, day in, day out, work, 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 work. And you don't even realize that you're caught in a trap. The trap that you've been sold is a quality lifestyle. You believe that is a quality lifestyle. And because of that, you don't try to do anything about it. You really just assume that this is as good as life gets. But you're wrong. It's not as good as life gets. Life can be unbelievable. And if you if you can't right now turn around and say to me, Dell, my life is incredible, then you're not living up to the quality of lifestyle you should have. Your relationships should be incredible. I've I spent time with my fiance yesterday. It's probably some of the best time I've spent in a long time. It's just incredible time spent together. Uh, it, it's just you know I tell you I couldn't I couldn't figure anything else I'd rather do. Uh, you should have investments that are incredible. I'll tell you, my my investments, my businesses make me more money than I ever dreamed I could ever make, ever hoped I could ever make. And I don't do hardly anything to do it. It's a very small amount of time invested, right? So my fitness Is phenomenal considering I'm 62 years old and almost died of like 10,000 different things. Had every body part cut off and sewn back on again. But that has nothing to do with fitness. That just has to do with, you know, the natural attrition of a human body and the things that go wrong. But my fitness, I'm as healthy as I was when I was, you know, younger. You know, you look at these things, you ask yourself these questions. What is it? What, you know, why am I 200 pounds overweight or 100 pounds overweight or even 50 pounds overweight? You know, why? And as you go through life and you and you just accept that it's okay to have a, you know, a, a poor marriage, an okay marriage, you know, an okay relationship with your spouse, an okay relationship with your kids. You got a job. It might even be a good job. Or an okay job, but it's not making you rich. And you're getting up and doing it every day and you think, if I do the same thing every day for a year and I'm not extremely better off, what have I done? What have I accomplished? A year ago, I didn't own the five apartment complexes I own today. I have five more apartment complexes in my portfolio than I had last year. So what have you done in the last year? I get... Uh, a really great opportunity to speak to people after they join Lifestyles and we spend time with them and I spend time with them working with them. And I'm able to talk to people and find out what it was they went through before they joined And You know if you're listening to the show on a regular basis, we're bringing people and they're telling you my life completely changed, it's unbelievable. We've been doing that for 29 years, right? We've been doing case studies at our offices, every office in the country. We're doing case studies, and every month we're having people get up there and tell you, my life is incredible. My investments are doing great. I'm retiring two years, three years, five years. And you listen to it, and I have talked to many of you said, I've listened to you for a year or two or three or four. In fact, the funniest one, I got an email the other day, a guy said, I said, how'd you hear about it? He says, oh, I listen to your radio show all the time. because I love your radio show until you start talking about real estate. And once you start talking about real estate, I, I turn it off. And you know, it's funny. You might take that as an insult. I don't because the truth of the matter is I don't really care about real estate. Real estate is a tool that allows me to get the things in life that I really want. Right? And I would much prefer to teach a class or to do a radio show than to go out and deal with real estate. Now, I like negotiating, and I prefer buying than selling. It's just so much easier to be a buyer than a seller, because a buyer, you just say, I'm I'm not going to go there, and you walk away. A seller's stuck until somebody's willing to take his offer. But I just look at this, and I think about why are you out there not doing anything? And I've got a lot of different assumptions, right, that I'm going to go over with you today. If you want to call up and just tell me this today, or Yeah, I don't care. You can ask me any question you want, too, if you want to just do a question. Give us a call at 877-711-5211. That's 877-711-5211. I'm going to open up the phone lines early today because uh, this is a light conversation day. Uh, I know what I want to talk about, um, but I have not written any type of an outline plan because I really would like to see where this conversation takes us. So, Why are you not doing something to change your life? What impediment are you thinking is in front of you that's keeping you from changing your life? Now, as we go on, I want to get out a couple statements I think are most important statements I ever heard. The ones I said are life changers. They come from Einstein, and uh, that's a pretty smart guy. And Einstein says you can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking the problem was created at. You can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking that the problem was created at. So your life quality is the problem. You can't fix it. Doing more of what doesn't work doesn't work. The real truth is, and Einstein said this also, how you see the problem is the problem. What you believe to be true, what you think the real challenge is, is the challenge. And it's because you don't see what the real challenge is, you can't fix it. You can't even see it. So I was talking to somebody the other day about, how do you get yourself in a situation where you don't even know what you don't know? Well, that's every new thing you ever tackle in life. Anything and everything that you start, you don't even know what you don't know. You you know what you question, You know what you think you need to know, but you don't even know what you don't know. And so until you can realize this, that where you're at right now will not solve your problem, will not get you to where you wanna be, you're not gonna get there. Now, I had someone ask me to do a piece on this the other day, so I'm gonna throw in a light piece for it. And that is, what about the people out there that believe that education, information, mentoring is too expensive. It's useless. What they want to do, and I get this all the time, is that they want to go on the internet and pick up every little piece of information they can. I do that. They want to listen to radio shows and pick off whatever pieces they can pull out of the radio show for free. I would do that. But they won't go one step further and indulge in the actual training of doing something. I told the story one day on the radio, you can look up one of my podcasts, about me trying for years. I've lived in this house for seven years and I've been trying for seven years to build this train layout. I built it, got up to a certain level, and figured out I couldn't keep going because the problems I had created by what I had done already precluded me from going further and improving what I had. I had to take it all back down again and start all over. I've done that three times. Finally, I just got irritated enough that I went in and I met and found the guy that was the best railroad train model builder in the country and uh, paid him to mentor me on the process. Now, he wanted to do the whole thing for me, and I said, no, I really want to do it myself. There's a lot of you do-it-yourselfers out there, but your big mistake is, you will pay for mentoring so that you do it right the first time we'll take a short break be right back with the dell wamsley radio show
1: you're listening to the dell wamsley radio show dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes
4: Have you been wanting one-
3: the largest multifamily bus tour in the country is coming to Dallas Friday and Saturday, October 25th and 26th. Join Dell Walmsley, national radio host, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited and his top team of investors, realtors and expert educators. Ride your way to triple digit returns. Go to multifamilymasterstour.com. Gain one on one access to industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndicators and trade professionals. Get the only bus ticket worth millions at multifamilymasterstour.com.
5: Do you have an extremely long work commute? Are you tired of sitting in rush hour traffic stressing about your nine to five corporate grind? Maybe you're thinking, I need a new work route or a better boss. What you really need is a better way of making money. You need a passive income stream. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we've been teaching people how to invest in real estate for 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. One of the ways is market appreciation. Real estate doubles in value every 20 years. It may fluctuate in the short term, but it is forced to rise over the long term with inflation of building materials, labor, and scarcity of land. While stock investors live and die by market appreciation, real estate investors see it as a nice bonus to the other four ways real estate makes them money. To learn how, attend a free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop by visiting lifestylesunlimited.com. That's lifestylesunlimited.com to learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. Our free workshop calendar is at lifestylesunlimited.com.
1: Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell
2: Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're talking about two most prolific statements I've ever heard in my life. One of them is you can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking the problem was created at. That's Einstein. The second one is uh, how you see the problem is the problem. Again, Einstein. And what we're saying is is that people that go into things don't have any idea what they don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And so I was going down um, the understanding or the sharing of a, a concept somebody wanted me to go over the other day, which is why is it that the people out there are that are there are so many people out there that have the do-it-yourself mentality? In other words, If they don't do it themselves, they're not happy that it was done. And even very smart people get out there and think, I can figure this out on my own. It's the I'm smartest person around syndrome, Uh, the sharpest blade in the drawer syndrome. Uh, And I can figure this stuff out. I've figured everything else out. And the answer is, no, you don't figure everything else out. So then you say, yeah, but I can listen to a thousand different things for free. And by listening to a thousand different things for free, I can get something done. No, you don't. You get something done, but not the right things done. I was sharing my example of the, the train layout that I've been building for seven years at my house since I moved in. And I've had to rebuild it. I'm on my third iteration. Now, this time, I'm actually doing it right. How do I know that? Because I went to a professional and paid him to to design it with me, right? And I didn't even use his exact design, but I learned enough from his design and from his ideas and theories to be able to see the flaws in mine and make sense of what I was doing. So now as I do it methodically, step by step, just like he said to do it, I have the right mentality. I can see what I couldn't see before. And there's no way I could have gone and asked the questions to answer the problems I had because I didn't even know that I had the problems. And I have this all the time. An example, point in fact, a guy, I talked to him just the other day by email. He uh, sent me an email told me that... uh, he had listened to the radio show, and just by listening to the radio show, he'd come up with a couple of really great ideas, one of which was to refinance the property that he owned, and he pulled out a ton of money. I mean, he made a ton of money by listening to that on the show. Hey, I should do that. That was just an idea. It was always there for him to do, but it wasn't an idea that he would have thought to do. Now, he hears it on the radio. He does it. He then says, I asked for interest only, something I never would have thought to do, and they gave it to me. There again, just an idea he never thought of, but interest only means you have a larger cash flow, right? You think that you want to pay off the mortgage. The concept is no, don't pay off the mortgage. That's an idea, completely different idea. So all of the ideas you have out there are at jeopardy of being wrong. I'm not saying they all are. I'm saying they could be. And as you continue to perfect doing it wrong, You're not getting anywhere. So here I am seven years later. Say, well, Why didn't you just sign up with the mentor in the beginning? Well, in the beginning, I didn't know I was going to want to go so deep. I didn't know that I was going to want something so elaborate. I didn't know that what I was doing was childish and wasn't going to come out looking like what I wanted it to look like. I started with a weak intention. I started with no real direction. And when I finally paid somebody to mentor me through the process, he immediately snapped me out of all that and showed what I should have been doing intellectually to plan this process, this project. And it changed everything. I mean, now doing it is 10 times more fun, 10 times more effective. While I was talking to this guy, I said, well, great, I'm glad all that happened. Are you gonna sign up and let us mention you through a thousand other great ideas? He goes, Oh well, probably eventually. So what? Because yeah, I've got a bunch of paperwork sitting on my desk still from all this stuff I did. I you know, let me just kinda, you know, get the paperwork out of the way and clean it all up and get back. And what he's saying is I want to get back to homeostatic status of I'm just stopped. I what he's saying is I made so much growth in just a short period of time that I'm a, I don't want to grow anymore. I, I'm, Man, it's so much better than it was, I'll just stop here. How many of you have done that? You just stop here. You accept what you have. You know, paying for mentoring is investing in yourself. You realize that you invest in all kinds of stuff. But the stuff that pays you the most money is investing in yourself. When you increase your information and knowledge of the world, you expand your circle of influence, the things you can do, touch, and control. When you do that, it pays back on itself tenfold, if not more. So if you'll spend $1,000 to learn something, it's gonna save me 10,000 mistakes within the first week. It might save me a hundred thousand over my lifetime, and it might even teach me a way to make a hundred thousand that I didn't even know how to make by spending a thousand bucks to learn how to do it right. Now, our program only costs five hundred to get into, right? So I ask you this question, and think about it carefully. Understand the facts, the point of facts before I start. The point of fact is we've been doing this for 29 years. The point of fact is we've been screaming about it on the radio for 29 years. The point of fact is we've had people get up and prove that it's true every month for 29 years. So I know it's a fact. You don't know it's a fact, and there's no way you could know it's a fact, right? But there's a statement. What would it be worth to you to learn how to retire in five years or less? Second statement, what would it be worth to you to learn how to make a million dollars a year? Now, I teach people to do both of those things. I have done it many, many times over 29 years. I know that. You don't know that. But I'm just asking you, what would it be worth to you if you believed you could do that? If you truly believe that I, my program, my ideas, and my mentors could help you do retire in five years or less, or help you do, make a million dollars a year, what would you pay to learn that? And if you say, oh man, I wouldn't pay very much, you know, then you're an idiot. You're a complete idiot. You should be willing to pay what you were willing to pay to go to college. People pay to get a master's degree, or Bob doctorate degree, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a job and work for the next 40 years of your life. What would you pay to be retired in five years from now, making as much money as the average working person or more, tax-free, for the rest of your life? What would you pay if you could learn how to make a million a year and not 100 or 200,000 a year? By God, a lot more than 500 bucks. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsa Arena.
1: Listening to the Dell Wansley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
2: Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Station Today, radio show, sorry. Um, (laughs) What we've been talking about today is uh, the fact that you can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking the problem was created at and uh, what you don't know, you don't know. And you can't, you know, uh, I'm sorry, how you see the problem is the problem. Those three statements, I think, are very, very important. And I add to that that most of you don't even realize you live in a life of quiet desperation. And I don't mean to insult you with that. It, it, It shouldn't be an insult because you don't know what you don't know. Does that make sense? If you never could see in color, you have no idea what color is. If you've never lived an incredible life, you don't know what an incredible life is. It isn't more of what you have. Taking what you have in life and doubling it is not making your life any better. It's just more of what you have. What I'm talking about is having that what you don't have. Total financial freedom where you get up every morning and there's no thought of what I need to go do to make money. It just, It's solved. It's done. I don't need to worry about growth. Growth is already imputed into the system. I'll get richer every year. I'll make more money every year. I don't have to worry about that. You don't know what it's like to get up and go, I can go anywhere I want to go in the world. I don't really have to stay here. I could go away for a month and be away for a month. Right? You don't know what that's like. You don't know what it's like that when your kid says they want to do something, and it's real important, you can cut them a check for thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to help them get there. You don't know what it's like to be in perfect physical fitness because you don't have time to work out. There's so many things, so many hobbies you'd like to pursue that you don't pursue, you've just given them up because you don't have time. You don't know what you don't have. And you don't know what you don't know to solve that problem, because you can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking the problem was created at. Let me give you an example of one, instead of going around in circles here. Guy asked me, he said, "Dell, I don't understand. How can I buy any real estate, because I already have a personal residence? And if I go buy a rent house, I'm going to run out of credit. Well, what the guy doesn't understand, and his mortgage broker doesn't understand, because they could be just as dumb as you are, they live in a little box just like you live in a little box, is that when you purchase rental income, the income from the property goes on to your income and expense debt ratio. So the house, if it's making you more money than the mortgage payment, is adding income to your income and debt ratio. So when you go to buy your personal residence, and that's all you normally buy, they tell you you can afford a $150,000, $200,000 house, So you go buy a house $200,000, you've used up your ability to buy. You've used up the ability to buy for your own personal consumption. You have not used up your ability to buy rental properties. Right? Let's take another one that's interesting, is that, How do I buy real estate if I have no income? I'm not showing any income. You're telling me that by buying real estate, I can have income that has no taxes. I don't pay any taxes. To pay no taxes, I have to show no income. So then I can't qualify for a loan. No. The reason you can't qualify for a loan is because you're a self-employed individual or an employed individual that uses tax deductions that say I spent the money. And you're saying, I shouldn't have to pay taxes on this money because I spent it on daycare. I spent the money on uh, business travel, business entertainment expenses, on business dinners. I spent the money on office expense. You're telling the IRS you spent all that money, and that's why you're taking that deduction. But in real estate, we're not paying taxes because we spent the money. We didn't spend the money. We are bragging about how much money we make. Do you hear me? I'm bragging. I make tons of money. The IRS isn't going to come take it from me because I said that. They're going to look at an income statement and tax return that says Dell made millions of dollars, but Dell has depreciation, a phantom expense that does not require proceeds from the business to be taken. And so I can show zero income and then go to the bank the very next day and go, look, I made $2 million or a million dollars or $100,000, whatever it is you're making on your real estate. Maybe it's $2,000 a month. It's 24000 You know, whatever it is you're making can be covered up with depreciation. But when you go to the bank, and by the way, you can't go to your brother or your cousin or the idiot down the street at Wells Fargo because they don't know what we know. They can't figure it out. But when you go to one of our mortgage brokers, one of our mortgage companies, it's not I don't own them, I don't run them, don't get me wrong, this just not, not a pitch for coming to me to get a mortgage. It's our vendors, the people that specialize in what we do. When you go to our vendors, they go, oh, man, you're doing well. They take the depreciation right out. They take it off because they know it's not real. But you don't know that. Now you know it because I told it to you. But you didn't even know you didn't know that until I brought it up to you. You're thinking, I can't get loans. Here's another one. I can't get a loan because I don't have a job. Well, you can't get a loan conventionally because you don't have a job. But the business of real estate itself is an income-producing situation. So if I go buy an apartment complex, they don't ask to see my W-2 income. It's not a relevant factor, right, unless you go to an idiot. There are mortgage guys out there that don't know what they're doing. Go to the wrong kind of mortgage person, and they will tell you you can't. But go to the right mortgage guy. They don't care you have a job. They don't even ask you if you have a job. They want to know what's your net worth, and do you have the money to put down on this? Do you have capital? That's all they care about. Not your personal income. Other people don't understand that the income that we earn from our investments is actual income. Because we're not paying taxes on it, they're thinking it's not income, but it is income. So when somebody says, well, I can't do real estate because I don't have a job, it's because you don't have any income. It's not because you don't have a job. I don't have a job either, but I've got income, right? But you don't know that. In fact, you don't even know that you don't know that. That's the real challenge. You don't understand taxation at all. You know, there was this uh, person on the TV, stupid reporter, just the dumbest old guy I've ever seen, screaming and yelling, and obviously a Democrat, you know, just screaming and yelling, look, Donald Trump has changed the tax law so people don't pay any income taxes on real estate. No, you idiot. It was always that way. Ronald Reagan made it less beneficial to own real estate. Donald Trump made it more beneficial to own real estate. But it has always been possible to pay no taxes on rental real estate income and capital gains. Capital gains, you get out of paying taxes on it because of 1031 exchanges. You can defer that for the rest of your life, and when you die, all the taxes go away. Think about that. You put all this money in a 401K, you saved it, earned money, it maybe went up in value, and you die and leave it to your kids. For them to get it out of there, they've got to pay the taxes that you didn't pay. You leave them a piece of real estate, and, and you didn't pay any taxes on the income from that real estate for 25, 30 years. The capital gains, the value's gone up 200, 300%. They just assume that property at a stepped-up basis, whatever it is, and start all over. All of your taxes go away. Boom. Ever. Never. Now try to compare that with anything else you ever heard on any other business or investment. It just doesn't even come close. The kinds of money that it takes to be wealthy cannot exist in a traditional investment. I uh, I started an IRA when I was twenty years old, put two thousand bucks in it or whatever, because my dad convinced me that was the right thing to do. And I've kept that thing. For since I was twenty. 18, whatever it is, I'm 62, so it's got to be 50-plus years, right? And that $2,000 has grown into what was, at the beginning of the year, $38,000. By mid-year, the stock market had gone up, and it was worth $43,000. And by the end of the year, I just got my year-end statement, it had gone back down to less than what it was the previous year, back down under $38,000. That's the kind of investments you guys have. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to me. Your value of your 401k went down in December. Went down. And you won't even admit it to yourself. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wam's radio show.
3: Learn to master apartment investing on the Multifamily Masters Tour with Dell Walmsley and Lifestyles Unlimited in Dallas, Friday and Saturday, October 25th and 26th. Ride along with the country's top team of apartment investing professionals as you tour four apartment communities with the owners and operators alongside their mentors and educators. For more information, visit multifamilymasterstour.com. Experience award-winning multifamily strategies in action. Get the insider secrets to triple-digit returns. Learn the six ways you can make multifamily millions too. Open Q&A format with Dell's top team, including operations consultants, mentors, and award-winning members. Get your seat on the bus at multifamilymasterstour.com. Due to the nature of the event, seating is very limited. Ride with us for the day and learn. How to close the gap on your retirement with multifamily properties. What a profitable property being run as a business looks like in person and on paper. How Lifestyles Unlimited members win local, state, and national awards year after year. Which path is right for you? Lead, passive, or independent owner. How to upgrade your profits by upgrading your apartment. And what you want. Open Q&A all day long. The only bus ticket worth millions. Get yours at multifamilymasterstour.com. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: Austin's Talk, 1370. Oh, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time. Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley
2: Radio Show. I'd like to go ahead and finish up the, the show today with uh, a few emails uh, that have some questions that I think bring out uh, some ideas you need to think about. The first one is uh, from a lady uh, who, by the way, is a member. And uh, I didn't know that at first when I started working with her on this thing. She says, my renter's kids play so much in the backyard that they have destroyed the grass. It's only about 5% of the grass is left back there. I I told the tenant this is serious damage. He said when he decides to move out, he'll replace the grass. I bought someone uh, in for an estimate, cost about $1,200. Then I asked her, okay, well, does this person pay on time and everything? Did you screen him? She says, yeah, I screened him. Everything looked good. And yes, they paid me about $1,500 a month and my mortgage payment's $500 a month. And you got to understand this went back and forth over about two or three different emails, and I just wanted to reach out and grab her, you know, give her a hug and say, look, you're out of your mind. When someone is living in your rent house and they're paying you $1,000 a month over the mortgage, and they pay like clockwork, and they've got good references, and what they're doing is living in the house, they are consuming the value of the house. The lease states that they will pay for that consumption. So if they destroy the yard, when they get ready to leave, you can take their security deposit, which is about 1500 bucks, because the pay rent's 1500 a month. The security deposit was $1,500 a month. You can take their security deposit to offset whatever damages they don't do. If it's not enough to cover the damages, you can sue them for the difference, and you'll win, get a judgment against them. You may never collect the money, especially if you put a bad tenant in there that doesn't have any money, but you can, you can sue them and get the judgment, ruin their credit, and they'll never be able to lease again without somebody knowing they did you wrong, right? But in this case, with a person's paying you and you're making a 1000 a month positive cash flow every month, why would you want to kick them out? And that's what she asked me, should I evict them? And the answer is no. And here's a theory I used to have. I had a theory that every house was only nice until the tenant moved in. The day they moved in, it's no longer going to be perfect. Let the tenant utilize the house for as long as you can possibly get them to utilize it because it's still not perfect. Even if they move out and it's relatively clean, you still got to probably paint and clean the carpet and do a few things, so it's going to cost you money for move-outs. So I don't ever force people to move out unless there's some real problem, mostly the problem of not paying. And so you let them stay, and if these people destroy the yard and they're willing to live there, get this. They're willing to live under those conditions. The guy's saying, I'll fix it when I leave, when I decide to leave. But if they're willing to live under those conditions and pay you that rent, then go ahead and let them do it. Right? And the reality is, is that what you believe to be important, which is the value of your asset, you believe the grass is a valuable part of your asset, and it may or may not be. Because what about the next guy that has a dog? And here's the theory I used to use when I did single family houses. I'd say, the house is a dog house or it's not a dog house. And what does that mean? If anybody's ever lived in this house, I get a house back from a person and there had been a dog in it, I can now clean that house up and put it back on the market and I can call it a dog house. So what does that mean? It means dogs available, dogs accepted pets accept it. And so when somebody comes in and says, hey, you accept my, my Doberman or you accept my Rottweiler, or you accept my big dog, and I say, yeah, this is a dog-friendly environment. Now they come over and look at the house and they see the house has a little bit of a smell to it because it had a dog before or a cat. And they say, I don't like that. And you say, okay, two things. Number one, then you don't really want a dog house. you really want a perfect house. But you're probably not going to get a perfect house with that dog. But here's what I'll do for you. I will repair. I will take out the carpet, put new carpet in, clean it all up, you know, to where there's no smell. But in return, right, in return, you're going to give me a double or triple security deposit. So if your dog does it again, turns it back into a doghouse, you're going to be paying for the damage your dog did. Now, if you'll take it where somebody else's dog had done damage and you're willing to let your dog live in the same kind of damage that your dog will do, which is pet hairs, pet smells, whatever it is, and I'm not saying I'm giving it to them dirty, don't get me wrong. Cleaning the carpet after a pet, you have clean carpet, but sometimes you still have residual smells. Sometimes there's still, you know, hair in the corners. It's not perfect. It's never perfect until it's brand new again. But being a dog house, I can allow someone else to pay full market rent, who's willing to because they have the same thing, they have a pet. So you see, this lady was willing to cut off her nose to spite her face. She was going to evict a tenant that was paying like clockwork, that was giving her a $1,000 a month profit, get rid of them and then have to do the repairs herself out of her own pocket, or take it out of the security deposit and be right back where she started with a house she now has to rent to find somebody else to put in there. All because the kids were killing the grass. You see, you can't figure those kinds of problems out on your own because your brain is telling you, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, they're hurting me, they're hurting me, they're hurting me, they're hurting me. And you're not thinking like this is a business. I'm providing a product. They are consuming the product. And when I get it back, I'll rebuild the product and start over again. But if they stay there four years, that's $48,000 of profit they paid you. I think you can afford to replace the yard for $1,200. Just doesn't make sense, right? So one last thing and we'll get out of here for the day. The lady's a member. She thought she had to rejoin every year so she stopped coming in and asking for advice. She called up on the radio because she thought it was free. Once you remember Lifestyles, you're a lifetime member. You don't have to rejoin year after year after year. You need to know that. She needed to know that. Remember always, we're not doing this for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained join us seven days a week can't get enough visit dell on the to listen to the dell Wamsley radio show access past show podcasts and join the conversation